0: Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today is Wednesday, June the 16th, and this is episode number 42. Today, I've got an awesome interview for you with Carissa Adkins. Carissa is a health, fitness, and mindset expert, and today we're talking about bossing up to take courage because it's your job to show up, boss up, and create your best life. Carissa is a mother, wife, fitness junkie, coach, speaker, and a badass champion for women's health. She loves helping women boss up and get healthy. And with that, Carissa, welcome to the Constructive Liberty Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm actually super excited to be your guest and to to just, yeah, to be able to educate your audience a little bit more. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Glad to have you here. So my audience is probably, most of them don't know who you are. So why don't you tell us who is Carissa Atkins, and how did you go from spacing out in high school to where you're at today?
1: Mm. <laughs> I don't even know if I can have enough time for all <laughs> the stuff since I've done from high school to here. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Carissa Atkins. I'm a certified health, life, and fitness coach. I'm the founder of 365 Daily Hustle and the Boss Up Babe Radio Podcast Show. And me and my team of health experts, we help women lose weight, double their energy, and look and feel confident without dieting, without the insane workouts, and definitely without all of the guilt. Um, A little bit of like background, I guess, man, high school, um, I was just thinking about high school. High school was tough for me, Um, like probably many uh, many of the people listening. Um, high school was super tough. So not only was I in a lot of trouble, in and out of trouble, failing classes, I remember having to move from one major school to the, to a small one where my mom could literally keep an eye on me because she volunteered in the school, um, to being a teen mom. You know, I was 15. I was a sophomore. I had my son. And um, at that time, it was definitely something that wasn't a popular thing I still don't condone it um but you know I had so many people just forcing me into this decision of you know you need to adopt your son out you're young you're a child childs don't you know children shouldn't be raising children all these judgments and fears i mean my own church kind of casted me out as a 15 year old pregnant so to say that where I am today <laughs> as a coach that, like not only just works with women, but I have a huge heart for helping younger girls, specifically young teens, just find the right path. Um, mm-hmm. Because I I I don't regret anything that I did in high school, that's for sure. And I do believe that everything has happened for a reason. But I also believe that I'm very strong. And, um, you know, it's my it's my mindset that has gotten me through so many of the things. So I don't know. I could touch on so many more things. Where do you want me to take, (laughs) take this conversation on, on
0: your website? You say, I used to believe that I was broken, worthless, and held no real Mm. value. What was the hardest part about going from that to, in your words, I'm no longer that woman anymore. What was the toughest part of that journey Mm. for you?
1: Um, Well, first off, I think you need to know where the brokenness came from. Um, I grew up with. Kind of set and ingrained with within my own self-worth and my own self-esteem. My son's dad at 15, um, you know, I got mixed up with the wrong crowd. Important not to get mixed up with the wrong crowd Um, because I did, right? I did. I was a little girl, gets mixed up, got pregnant But then I I found myself in a very abusive relationship. So my son's dad, super abusive, verbally, mentally, physically, sexually. And for years, I was told that I was worthless, that I was nothing, that I held no value, that, you know, know, who I was didn't matter. I felt like property. So I finally had the courage, uh, what I call bossing up, a moment of courage, That I was like, enough is enough. In fact, I almost took my life as an 18-year-old thinking that I was so broken and that I was so stuck. And instead, I had this moment, this epiphany, right? When my son's crying in the background and I'm like, no, I've got to live. I have to do something. So the toughest part was for me to leave. I had to leave that relationship. I had no idea where I was going. I had no idea what my life was going to look like. I knew it was going to be hard, but I know where I was at was not working. So I decided to leave. The second thing, the biggest thing is that I had to learn to forgive, not for him, but for me. I had to learn to let go of that guilt that I felt as a very young mom, You know, putting my son in those situations. Um, I had to forgive um, the abuser and and just for my, for my own peace and sanity. So that was probably the biggest thing that I had to do and shift, you know, my mindset of it's not for him. It's for me because forever I felt like I'm not forgiving that guy. He, you know, he just, he ruined me and all these things. But over the years I have learned that it's, it's I, my happiness is all something that I can control. I have to take responsibility for it and that is how i am no longer that woman today i am confident i am teaching others i am living in my power and my purpose and that feels so so good
0: yeah it's that's the toughest thing about forgiveness is letting go of the i guess the power to take revenge on other people because that it seems like what we want and need to do is to to exact that revenge on the other person for what they did but it's it's amazing how releasing and how freeing it can be to let go Mm -hmm. of that so yeah tell me about your process going through and coming from that depression into possibly being on the cover of muscle and fitness magazine how awesome is that
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, well you know I'm stoked I feel like I'm living on cloud nine first off so (laughs) I try and keep my energy capped um Mm -hmm. as, as small as the screen can be um, all right. Well, 10 years ago, well, 11 years ago now, um, I was depressed, right? I had, I had married the first next guy who didn't hit me. And so I thought he was my, you know, my dream guy. um when I was 19, and had another another child. And just over the years, I just completely let go of myself, I let myself be put on the back burner. And I felt that my worth was based on, you know, the love that I gave to everyone else instead of loving myself. So I gained all of this weight. Now, I don't know if people can see me or not, but I used to weigh 213 (laughs) pounds. And you guys, I am five foot tall, right? (laughs) So I was a bowling ball. Um, And, you know, I hated my body. I, I was depressed. I hated my relationship to fitness, to food, to exercise, you name it. I was playing the victim every single day of my life. And that was easier than facing reality of like, whoa, you're 213, you're obese. And if you don't change your life now, you are, you might not be around for your kids, you know? Mm. And so over the years, and there was obviously a moment in time where I was like, no, just like the moment sitting in the bathroom, getting ready to let myself, you know, die. There was a moment. And, and, and I was like, I have to do something about my weight. I have to get healthy. And over the years, you know, I built lifestyle habits that support me being the best version of me. That's exercise and that's food and that's sleep and not all at once because that would have been super overwhelming, but one at a time, 1%, one day better every single day. And that just kind of led me on this journey to finding me, like finding the best version of me, like if I thought you know being 125 would make me happy, it really wasn't the number on the scale. It was finding myself in this entire process. The gym saved my life for sure, um, you know. But over the years, I so started to be looked at by the community as like this fit professional, like this. Powerful woman with lots of confidence. And it's still crazy to think back. Like, I wasn't, it wasn't that long ago that I held my head down. And now Mm. my head is held high. My shoulders are back. I look at people in the eye. And, uh, and over the years, I have turned that passion into helping other people, you know, boss up and become the best versions of them. And all of this has led me to this competition. You mentioned it. It's, um, I would have never thought, but, Eight weeks ago, I um, got something scrolled across on my Facebook. It said, you could be the next Miss Health and Fitness 2021. And I was like, say what? Me? I could do it. (laughs) Marketing done at its best, right? Mm. And so I clicked the button. I realized it's free for me to enter this competition. And I'm like, okay, so what's the the catch? What do I got to do? Because I'm obviously not like, I'm not a physique model. I'm not an athletic competitor. Like, I don't spend five hours in the gym every day. Like, Mm. why is this me? And I realized that, you know, my story, my health story is not mine to keep. And that if I entered this competition, it would be known worldwide, um, which would inspire and motivate women all across the globe to boss up and get healthy. And uh, and then I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to just fill out this application. And that was eight weeks ago. Uh, five weeks ago, I got the text that said, you're in it, girl, congrats, (laughs) welcome to this competition. And then it started asking me questions, deeper questions, right? What's the biggest health tip I would give? Um, you know, what, where would someone start? Um, but I think that the question that landed with me most was where, what will you do with 20 K once you win? Mm. And the immediately before I could even probably finish physically reading the, the sentence, I started typing. I want to donate back to fit girl Inc. So it's my wow. favorite nonprofit and fit girl Inc supports and empowers teens right from eight years old to 18 years old, how to be more confident to have self you know, esteem to build habits, um, you know, because they don't have the best environments around them doing that for them. So right. this organization means a lot to me. I volunteer my time, um, and so automatically, I was like, "Oh, this is where i 'm putting the money, baby you know <laughs> yeah. and uh, and that's where I'm at today like I'm just campaigning looking for votes to help me win
0: Oh that's awesome. That is super awesome Now, you mentioned uh, <laughs> fitness positivity i'm not sure mm-hmm. i've heard heard it put quite that way before what What does that mean to you, and how how does that mindset shift go from said obesity to having that fitness positivity for you?
1: Well, um, fitness positively impacts my life in every single area of my life. I mentioned earlier the gym, my life, right? There was once a time that I didn't even feel comfortable being in a gym. I'm like, who am I to be in here? Right. So I, I, I would put my hoodie over my head, cover my body from head to toe because I was mm-hmm. so embarrassed of it. Yeah. And, and I just grinded it out. But over the years, like fitness has become such a positive and it's like therapy for me. Like, honestly, like there are days I don't go to the gym for the gains and the reps and the muscles and the sweat. It's to clear my head. It's to start Mm. my day off in the right direction. It's to just give myself that hour and a half that I do every single morning before the world even awakes, before any of this life stress can throw at me. And it's my time. And that makes me feel so good. So fitness literally not only saved my life but helped me grow a successful business. Um, It helps me stay focused and productive and efficient throughout the day. And uh, if, yeah, if you're not doing anything as far as fitness goes, I would encourage you to do something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So what would you recommend to somebody else who is kind of where you're at 10 years ago, thinking Mm. they should do the work it takes to get fit and healthy What are, Mm -hmm. say, three things they could do to get started on that journey?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing is find your why. Because if Mm. you find your why on why you want to change, and not for physical features necessarily, but really dig down, why do I want this? Why do I want to be healthy? Why do I want a six-pack? I don't care where you're at, whether it's 213 or 130, you have to know your why um, because that is what's going to keep you motivated throughout your journey. Motivation, it runs out. So the minute you feel like not getting up, you need to remember that why, right? Yep, yep. So tip number one, find your way. Tip number two is just start. There's never a perfect day. You just have to count down from five, like my good friend Mel Robbins says, right? Count down five and just jump off. Just do it. Just start somewhere. Maybe it's drinking water, less soda. Maybe it's less sugar, more fruit. Uh, Just start small, but just start to, there's never the perfect day. Well, one day I'm going to have this motivation to want to change. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Who would you say were the three biggest people or your three biggest supporters along that journey for you? Uh,
1: Well, I, I, besides myself, I've realized that you can't, always count on people to motivate you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and that's just truthful. If you are counting on somebody else to help get you to the other side, you might not make it, um, because everyone struggles. And, um, and you know, the more you talk to people, you're going to find that out. Uh, I would say it would be my mom. She was my biggest supporter. She was also my biggest inspiration, right? My aha moment. I'm tearing up now thinking about her, My, uh, my, my aha moment was sitting on the couch and I looked at a picture of my mom and I saw all 320 pounds of her. I saw her cancer. I saw diabetes. I saw her quality of life. And that was the moment I was like, Carissa, you're going to change. So every single day I said, mama, I love you, but you need to help motivate me. Right. Even when she died, if she died, I was like, I'm not slipping back into depression. I'm going to use this death. going to use this pain that I feel and I'm going to push that forward. Right. So my mom was a big supporter and I even think that she is now and she's not even here. You know, like I feel her presence. She's here with me. My, my second supporter now currently, you know, he's my husband. He's my, my best friend, my teammate, more importantly, he's my, he challenges me. He's like, he pushes me past my comfort zones, you know, if I'm like, Oh, this, this rep, you know, this weight feels good. He'll be like, Oh, you can do more. So the fact <laughs> yeah. that he not just pushes me, but he believes in me, right. He mm-hmm. wants me to literally succeed more than he wants to succeed for himself is probably huge, you know, and I could just amazing. keep on naming names. Cause every you guys got to realize you're not alone. Even though I just said, like you have to find some of that motivation for yourself you have to hold yourself accountable in a, in a sense but you are not alone every experience that i've gone through um the good the ugly i've always had a tribe that supported me a coach mentor you know a, an amazing boss a mom a sister a daughter i've I a great friend you don't need a thousand people you just need to find your core people and let them be your tribe, right? Mm-hmm. Accept their help. Let them yep. be your tribe.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's so, it's so key, no matter where we're at in life, to have those people that not only have your back, but but will actually push you on to that next level and keep you, you know, when that that morning when you don't want to get out of bed, they kick your butt. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know what you got to do? Go do it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's so key to have yes. those people in life. So that being said, what would you say is your biggest key to the success that you've had?
1: <laughs> biggest key, um, two things. <laughs> Number one, take it slow. Enjoy the process, right? You can't expect your body to change in 24 hours or 48, mm. like Amazon likes to give everybody, <laughs> yeah. you know, so take your time, um, with the process, enjoy it. Cause it's not a destination. When I hit 125, I thought I would be happy and I still wasn't happy. Um, you know, so you have to really enjoy the process. And two would be, it's my biggest key is keeping positive, staying positive, um, you know, focusing in on all the good in my life instead of all the bad. And that's just training my brain to see that. I see a penny on the floor and I do a little, I'm, I'm rich dance, right? Like it's a penny, <laughs> yeah. but I welcome that positive energy. I mean, it's free money. It's just, I'm like, yes, the universe loves me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I literally at the end of every single day, Before, it's like my closing ritual to closing out my work day, I go to my whiteboard and I write down my weekly, my daily win. You know, what was my win today? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's other people's success uh, with a client. Sometimes it's my daughter that came in and gave me a hug and just said, I love you, mama. Sometimes, you know, it's I've got everything on my to-do list done and I feel amazing. So celebrate the wins, focus on the positives, and that will be your shield against all the negative crap out in the world
0: absolutely I love that what would be something that I should ask you but I don't know you well enough to ask it
1: (laughs) what is something that I should ask you but you don't know me well enough to ask um maybe I'm considered a a habit queen the queen of habit Mm. change with my clients So I think one of the, I think you should ask me what has been the hardest habit for me to break?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's roll with that. Uh, What would be the hardest habit for you to break? (laughs) What has been?
1: um, (laughs) Honestly, um, the hardest habit that I work on every day of my life and I continue to work, I'm a work in progress, is, um, you know, self-talk. It's positive Mm -hmm. self-talk. Um, for many, many years I mentioned, right. I was told I was nothing. And then I realized that I, I was something and I have a story and that I can help people. But every day, you know, I, I could walk by the mirror and I'd be like, oh, you're not good enough. Or, you know, all of those different things. And you, you have this sense of self doubt. Am I good enough? Am I going to be good enough? Am I going to do enough? Um, and I've just learned to slap that voice out of my head and say, yes, you are enough. So that's a habit that's that the way we talk to ourselves has become you know it's a habit, it's a habitual year, and every day I learn and I have to constantly out the way I talk to myself so that I can keep moving forward.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Habits are so key to getting to that next level in life, and they're so hard to build. Um, I pulled mm. a couple quotes from your website and I'm going to, there's two of them here that, I, that go good. One said, your life is so busy that you can't even remember the last time you sat down and did anything for yourself. And the, the other one kind of goes along with it. The voice inside your head is negative and always reminds you that you're not enough. You're unworthy of love and attention. How would you say someone that that resonates with if they wanted to overcome that, What would be the steps that they need to take? You know, if say they're interested in working with you as a coach, but maybe not quite ready to make that call, what would you suggest their next steps be to work towards overcoming those feelings?
1: Mm, The feelings of not enoughness. Is that what? Yes. Yep. Um, I I find that anyone who's dealing with a lot of negative self-talk, a negative mindset, negative life, Um, The biggest thing is just becoming aware that it's present. So I think you're trying to shift that and can't yet convince yourself to hire a coach to help you uh, would be to A, come aware, right? When you start to become aware of how many thoughts in your head that are negative. Um, So awareness is one level two would be to address that that feeling is there, that that emotion is there. Number three is ask yourself why you're feeling that, right? Why don't I feel like I'm enough? And uh, it would be the next one is let go. That, 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 that thought is not your reality. It doesn't have to be your reality. So that's where the shift comes into place. Remember, um, it used to take me maybe a couple of hours to like give myself that pep talk and believe that, you know, I was worth something. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's a shift, right? It's a shift. It's like, ooh. I recognize the negative thought and I choose to shift back over to positive. Right. Reframe the So questions. just really, yeah, aware of it. Make it known that oh, I see you. I see you playing today. Let, you, let it go. You don't need it. Put it in the backseat and you can become the driver now and you can shift your thought into something positive. That awesome. would be a five-step framework for you. <laughs> there you go. I
0: love it. Love it. That's awesome. How can our listeners connect with you online? Where can we find you? If if we're if my listeners are interested to learn more about you, to to know more about who is Carissa and how can I work with her and follow your work, where can we find you?
1: Absolutely. It's pretty easy. I keep everything on my website. It's 365 dailyhustle.com. And any if you're looking for a speaking, if you're looking for a coach, if you just want to read more about my story of how I've overcome, you know, so many amazing things. You can find that there. The program's there. The voting link is going to be there. Um, So (laughs) everything is on 365dailyhustle.com. And of course, I love friend requests on Facebook. So you can always uh, friend request me and I will accept you if you're looking for a positive light in your life.
0: Awesome, awesome. What's one thing you'd like to leave with our listeners today before we end this?
1: Follow your heart. Play big, right? Listen to your heart. It will never steer you wrong. Your heart knows good. It feels good. It wants to be good. So listen to your heart.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Carissa. I appreciate you being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much, Kenneth. I've had so much fun. Seriously.
0: I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Even if you're not a woman, Carissa's advice applies to us all. Having the right mindset, building strong habits, and creating the confidence in yourself that you can take the next step, that you can move forward. You can do it if you just set your mind to it. Have the right mindset. Also, don't forget to go vote for Carissa. Not only so she'll get on the cover of the magazine of Miss Health and Fitness, but especially for the $20,000 that she is going to donate to Fit Girl Inc. That would be huge. $20,000 for kids 8 to 18 years old to help them to have that positive mindset towards body image, towards fitness, and towards living that better life, creating that lifestyle of freedom. Don't forget to share this show with a friend, especially someone you know who is struggling with that fitness mindset, who's struggling with the confidence and the courage to take that next step towards doing what they need to do to getting in shape towards being there with their family. It's not just about being fit. It's also about being there for those who need you. It's about being able to support those around you instead of having to have those people support you. So make sure you share this show. I'll drop all the links to Carissa's social medias in the show notes. Also the link where you can go vote for her. Now make sure you go do that. Now go out and do good work.